Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pick. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Alright, and welcome to Rugby Pick'em. In the studio tonight we have Florida Man, we have Uncle Johnny, we have Fichet, and, and I am Tommy No Picks. And we're going to start off with a couple picks. of voicemails. Ooh. Here we go. Call the line. Tell me, what's the number? 720-259-8825. Or... Talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First caller. Hey, this is Uncle Eddie, and I gotta say, I love your show. BT, the stats you throw out are phenomenal. Keep them coming. And tell me what you think about these Gilgronies out of Austin. Cheers. Well, was that Lenny? (laughs) (laughs) Like Lenny or Delaney? Who knows? Uh, Delaney. Big fan, whoever it is. The Gilgronies are what they are. But what are they? I think that's what he's asking. (laughs) Tommy, what's in a Gilgrony? It's it's an Australian drink, is what I've been told. Um, I, I don't know. Guess you'll have to get down to uh, Circuit of America's Field to find out. Mystery beverage. Next call. We got Jackie. Jackie on the car phone. Hey there. It's uh, Jackie from Jackson Hole. Uh, longtime listener. I actually had a question, and this could be targeted towards Johnny Warner. Um, I believe there was an early prediction for the Seattle Seawolves to, quote, win it all. Um, I guess I'm a little confused since they're down right now, 0-2, uh, lost to the old Glory DC as well as San Diego. Um, so let me know if you've changed your pick overall or if you think that they're just kind of figuring it out early season. Thanks so much. Oh, Jackie. Jackie from Jackson. Jackie from Jackson. Jackie from... Thanks she's for calling, got, Jackie. She's got a good point. However, you got to stick by your picks. There's a lot of parity, right? And Seattle's played... Some tough teams. I I don't know. It's really hard to see some some of these uh, East Coast teams come out and not be impressed like with them on the first season. I really thought like a lot of the teams that are in their second season were gonna just come in hot. But I like it. I like the parity. I think it's gonna be a shakeup of a season anyway. It's gonna be a run at the end to see who's gone. Obviously, San Diego's looking great. Devin, are the zero and two Sea Wolves? Way too early done or no? It's hard to say, Shay. <laughs> you got to get that, <laughs> that first win season. off your back. And, you know, we'll see what happens once they get that first win. But they uh, they got to start there. Yeah, they're coming back to their home stadium, Starfire. So, Jackie, don't worry. Don't sleep on the Seawolves. They can backfill just fine and source talent. Although yeah. they have to play against Toronto in the third match here. Yeah. And that's Toronto's no the hot feet. ticket right now. Uh, so yeah, Seattle could go in three and be really in a in a bad way. So we'll see. We'll see, Jackie. Cross your fingers. Rooting for those Sea Wolves all the way from Jackson Hole. Next caller, we got Evan on the line. <clears throat> Evan, speak up. Hey, this is Evan. I'm calling in. Um, a couple questions about the MLR. Um, I wanted to hear what you guys thought about uh, what the next teams to come to the MLR would be, like where they would be located, either 
Um, I've been hearing a lot of people wanting Charlotte, North Carolina, but seeing as they just uh, put in that Atlanta team, I don't know how feasible that would be. Um, if you guys do have any other place I was uh, thinking about bringing a team to the league. And also, the other question would be, if USA Rugby isn't heavily involved, when do you think they will get involved? Because I feel like there's more attention going towards this MLR league than there is going towards the actual national 15 uh, squad. So uh, looking forward to the answers, and uh, go Pirates. All right. Well, Evan, Evan lots of Ooh. lots of detail uh, to cover in in those questions. Obviously, USA Rugby's got their hands full with their own boondoggle of their own making. Um, so, so I really, you know, they're actually trying to take a step back from managing a lot of the logistics of of uh, club rugby and and seeding a lot of. Um, responsibility to the individual unions. I don't know if that's really the best lo- play long term, but that's what's happening. And so they're they're getting further and further away from touching it with the fifty foot pole. Uh, who's going to come next? We talked about this uh, and really think that there's opportunity. There's more opportunity in Canada, British Columbia, Vancouver specifically, even though the market's close to Seattle. Bay Area has to be Florida. Yeah. No, no one's thinking, going to Florida. I'm not Bay thinking Area. Charlotte. I'm not thinking. No, there's, there's no nothing else in the South. Playing Miami, but get this: they dome it in air conditioning, and they just make it luxurious <laughs> indoor rugby in Miami, and pay out the ass for air conditioning. No, in reality, there's been two bids given out for teams that are coming on next year. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's L.A. and Dallas. 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 You got to roll your tongue there with <laughs> Dallas. Dallas is a big Dallas. market. I just don't know if, like, Texas can sustain three teams. I mean, they can just because they're all really big cities. I mean, Austin not as big, but, um, you know, I wonder if that Dallas team is where uh, Mark Cuban would put his money towards having – you know, the Dallas Mavericks previously, knowing that he's been waiting in the wings to possibly be in a Shark Tank investor or whatever the hell this guy's <laughs> in. Uh, being a former rugby player, we'll see about that. So that could that could get some legs. I, I think the Bay Area has to uh, be involved in some way, whether it's San Fran or Sacramento. Um, and then Canada's got a lot to offer, so oh, Vancouver Canada. So we'll see. Yeah, Philly. Now, Tommy, I'm sorry. Evan, I'm sorry as well. Thanks for calling. But Charlotte, North Carolina, probably not going to happen. No, Although I, there is a great Charlotte rugby club with a great field back in the woods. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You, you probably, probably played there. Played there, played there back in the day. Um, but the line you had about more of the funding and juice going to MLR than the Eagles, I agree. Like, it's a higher level, whether we like it or not. Like the Eagles are still tier two. They showed it in the World Cup. And I'm going to go to the test match this summer in Glendale, but I'm not like – I get more juice for an MLR team coming to town than watching a test the match. Eagles, the Eagles get more juice out of it anyway because they're playing at a higher level domestically than they would ever be able to play before by leaps and bounds. And they don't have to you know, leave their – lives and families to play in Europe just to get that type of, of exposure. So the Eagles get better. Domestic players get more time. They get exposure to some of these 
stud foreign players and timing wise as we like ramp up for the November it seems like a long way away but November internationals they're going to start selecting the pools for France 2023 this year at the November test match window so like this year is the year where you got to play yourself into potential you know bid for you know selection on on your pool pool selection obviously that doesn't matter as much for the USA because we're going to have to play our way in anyway but if you're a top if you're one of the you know top ish tier teams you get your seeding based on this test window yeah. We'll see how our form goes. They fell off in the ARC last year, but it's a new year and the MLR is coming in hot. Last caller, Annie on the home phone. Put her through. Hi, this is Annie, and I was wondering how the MLR plans to be profitable in the future. Thanks. Million Great dollar question. question. A billion, billion dollar. Million dollar question. Or a negative billion dollar question. <laughs> yeah, Annie just cut into the chase there. Yeah, I think well, it's, a, she's okay. it's a long <laughs> Yeah. Are you okay? Is uh, Annie okay? Yeah. Maybe Annie's Annie, an investor okay? and she's getting nervous. Oh, God. They have to, you know, all these people that are getting investors in, um, they're getting some big money in. They're getting some investors in. You know, Free Jacks have two NFL players. Nate uh, Ebner. Nate Ebner and yeah. Uh, yeah. Patrick Chung. Patrick Chung as investors. By the way, that's Magleby. Ax- Alex Magleby got, that stares the got them... Uh, the, the straw that stirs the drink. That's, yeah, he's a tall drink of water. Uh, ginger, ginger, ginger brony. Ginger. Ginger brony. He's a free jack. Through and through. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like the investors they're bringing in are they have to be realistic with these investors and say, hey, you're not going to see any money back on this in probably five years. Oh, like yeah. so. <laughs> that's the optimistic look. So. I was able to just pull this up. And thanks for calling, Annie. Appreciate the call. Last year in the MLS, only about seven of the 20 teams were profitable in operating income. Now, there's a lot of other overhead that they share across the league with expenses and whatnot. But for the most part, and actually Toronto and New York posted the biggest loss in Chicago. My guess is they lose it on the stadium that they lease out. But either way, like... Atlanta, LA Galaxy, Portland Timbers, Real Salt Lake, Seattle Sounders. Those are all the ones with like the burning passion following. And the MLR will get those fan bases. They already kind of have it in Seattle. Um, but it's 2019. The MLS was founded in the 90s. So yeah. they're 7 for 20 in 2019. But it's just a wealthy people check. also like being sports owners. Yeah. So they're willing to write the check and write their loss off. So hats off. Hats off to you, <laughs> big money people, making rugby, rugby roll on. But not hats off to USA Rugby's money people. Shame <laughs> on you. Tis, tis. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> uh, we appreciate the voicemails. Again, call the line. It's uh, 720-259-TUCK. But Harpo, our oldest fan, our first expert we ever had on this show, he wants us to get back to our roots and pick them. Pick them. So we're going to go down to the line of games. We're going to throw a little line on there. Maybe pick who's the favorite. Johnny, first game. We're going to be there. It's our debut as season ticket holders. No Colorado Raptors holding court for the gold 
jesters in their Mardi Gras uniform. Hey. They should wear the Mardi Gras again because it's you know a two week process. Oh yeah, Mardi Gras never stops oh, until it stops, and then woof, it's a hard stop. Next year, it's so a hard, it's yeah. a hard stop. Uh, Nola coming into town to play the Raptors. Raptors always play well at home, uh, but I'm still like. We'd, you know, hometown crew, we'd love to see him perform and all that jazz. I still have Nola by two, giving the Raptors some, you know, credit for they're going to they're gonna play well. Yeah, they'll cover a five-point spread. You're saying they're going to pull this one down the finish line. Nola by two. Devin, what do you think? Nola came out real hot and then kind of laid an egg at home in the rain. Yeah. But our Raptors haven't really taken that step forward yet. I'm hoping it's this week. I, I, I got to go with Nola. All right. Tommy. I've seen thus far. What was it last year? Glendale. It was something ridiculous. It was a they crazy were like game. eight wins at home and eight lost. Or like, like they they were like yeah. almost perfect at home and they lost like all their road games. Jekyll and Hyde. So I'm picking Glendale yeah. Ooh, because of that weird stat from last oh, year. Right and. You said they played well at home. We've all played it at altitude. We know how hard it is. Yeah. They're 12 wins, one loss, one tie since the MLR started between the first two years. One of those is a playoff game, but they do win at home. I'm going with the Raptors for them to get it done. We'll see. All right. Next game, Austin Gilgronis, Utah Warriors at Austin. At the new circuit of America's field, who claim to have a human fireball as part of their entertainment. So that doesn't sound get out there, you fans in Austin. Make sure you're getting your asses in seats, as Harpo would say. Tommy, what do you think? Go Gronies Warriors. I'm thinking Go Gronies by one. Ooh. He likes to he likes the value at home. I think it's the I think it'll be the human cannonball at halftime that really fires them up or what was what was that? Yeah. They're, they're like promising all these like crazy halftime shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it's time for them to get their first win as a as a get that monkey off your back, Austin. They haven't won since twenty eighteen. I think it's time. I'm going to Utah by three. Uh, giving Austin some credit because um, Utah had a kind of a good showing at the death last. Uh, last week, so they look pretty strong. Utah by three for me. Utah, give John, me two. Johnny Utah, <laughs> give me two. Devin likes Utah, and he wants the two point teaser as well. I want. Uh, John, I think Utah is going to win big on the road by ten or more. Nice. Um, and that's only because like Gilgronies are still going to get their wins. I th- I'm, I'm, I'm predicting five wins this season wow. for the Gronies. Where are those However, coming from? I know, right? It's gotta be the math thing. doesn't look good so far. But it's early. This isn't their time. Their time will come. Next game is the Houston Sabercats hosting Old Glory. Sabercats. DC, who got a dramatic win at home. Now, shout out to any MLR franchise that sells out their games. Seattle, we've we've given you props. But DC, you're one for one. So in our eyes, you're the hottest fan base right now. That's strong. Prove us wrong. They look good, eh? Yeah. Devin, what do you think? Where's the action leaner here? Houston's got to be a favorite at home. You give that home team three points right out the gate. 
Just yeah, for the trap. I'm still going to take DC. I, I'd say even including the three-point home field advantage, uh, DC would should be favored, but I'm taking Houston by two. Just uh, I think they've got it in them to – Old Glory was, you know, a different team in this last game. They could bounce on the road. But, yeah, I'm going with what I consider an upset in Houston by two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if we've learned the anything these first two weeks, yeah. it's that nobody can call these games. They're, they're completely like exciting, and we're seeing dramatic finishes. And a couple people are falling down the end of the table, aka the West Conference right now. Not looking good head to head with the East, but uh, we'll see, Devin. It's just two weeks in. Next game is your Toronto Arrows at Starfire Stadium, Seattle Seawolves. The There's so much alliteration here. We have Starfire Stadium. And the Seattle Seawolves Sea are just—it's uh, too good. I say, even though they're 0 2, they're favorites, and they win big. big. Give me Seattle wow. by double digits. Big. 14. Seattle by 14, huh? Nothing. And there's no place like home. Yeah, I, no I have like Seattle home. by two, but just because I, I do feel like they're going to bounce back, and the home is where the hearth is. And uh, <laughs> Toronto is playing some really good fundamental rugby, though. They're going to be hard to beat at home still. So I'm only picking Seattle by two. I think Toronto wins big. I, yeah. I like what I've seen yeah. so far. They're playing great rugby. I say 14. I, I'm flipping the table on you, Brendan. All right. Wow. See, Sweet. this is good. Yeah. Let's do it. Arrows by three. Arrows by three. Let's go, Tommy. <laughs> Seattle also has a good home record. Not as good as the Raptors, but... <clears throat> They're about 80 winning percentage. One of those wins, the semifinal win last year, where they freaking took it to Toronto. So you just watch out for those Seawolves. Together they hunt. <laughs> That's not actually the hashtag. Together, together we, we hunt. hunt. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Orca. Orca. Is it a dolphin? I still Orca. like New York's uh, LFG. Orca. Paging Harpo, one, two, three. Yeah, you get like a telegram? Paging Harpo one two three H A R P O. I think this is Atlanta hosting Rooney. What's your spread? I don't care if anybody in the world thinks it's early, but you can't call Rooney a favorite going on the road. I'm sorry, hot hand. Atlanta should be the favorite in this game. Yeah, like five points. I got him by three. Yeah, I think Atlanta's in form. I think Rooney's going to still show up. And, like, everybody's kind of – that's been disappointed so far. This is the third game in where they're ready to actually, you know, play to their potential. But Atlanta's going to win at home. Yeah. I agree with that. Rattler. Yeah, Atlanta five. for sure. Rattlers all around. Five, five at least. Rattlers. Lupo Family Field. It says here capacity is 2,500. So sell it out. I heard there was a week one sellout. As far as we know, Atlanta's the hottest fan base in the MLR. Look how quickly that changed. Wow. Three minutes. PC, you just lost the throne. <laughs> and who's got the best back line in the MLR? Ooh, Let's talk about the last coming game. to the Legion hosting the Free Jacks. Yep. A lot of talent on the field. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting game. I think, again, New, New England coming in with something to bounce back from and something to prove they're – They've been – I like their their surprises in their back line, but San Diego's star-studded back line is just uh, nothing to mess with. 
Devin, who's the best import this year, hands down, so far? Nanu. Not even a question. Not even a no. question. Most impact player-wise, yeah. I think there's some forwards out there that have been doing a lot more grunt work per usual. Most It's harder to, to recognize a lot of them, especially early on. But highlight reel-wise, impact-wise, um, and impressively, Nanu has come in totally like in like in shape, like as opposed to some Other centers. <laughs> uh, but Ten Diamond Tower, the, the beast last week, like last weekend, the beast coming in for his first game and also coming in in shape, and making a difference. Like that's going to be an interesting, you know, how how much of a difference does the beast make as an MVP on his team versus like Nanu on mm-hmm. on his team? So, but so far, dude. Whoever stays Nano, healthy. Ne- next to Duplessis, too, those two centers like are playing. Just they're they're on. It's very early, but I'm taking San Diego. I, I like to take yeah. risk and pick upsets, but yeah. there's no value here with San Diego at home. All the smart money, the chalk eaters, yeah. are taking San Diego, and I'm one of them for this yep, game. San Diego. I'm going just by eight though, so thinking New England's going to give them a game for for sure. But San Diego by eight. Yeah. San Diego by around 10, about 10. Two tries. Two tries. I second that, Tommy, San Diego. 10. Ooh, yeah. prove us wrong, Free Jacks. One would say it's not a boondoggle. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking. Okay. I mean, there's boondoggles like USA Rugby, and then there's non-boondoggles. So we're talking boondock Saints? Is we talking, because we're talking Boston over here, we're talking boondock Saints? Boulder Dash? Boondoggle is a noun. It is a work or activity that is wasteful or pointless, but gives the appearance of having value. God damn so it, what? USA Rugby. Get your shit together. <laughs> Quit this boondoggle. Yeah. That's a lot of venom. I'll cut that part, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't nice. cut it. Go MLR. Call the number. Fake him. USA Rugby's have their hands full with their own boondoggle of their own making. Um, so.
Florida. Nope. No one's going to Florida, man. Dollar question. A billion dollar. Billion dollar question. Or a negative billion dollar question. <laughs> yeah, any.